It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Bob Seeger. Yes, that is the great Bob Seeger. And uh, yeah, we kind of do things a little bit differently here in Vegas. And that is Bob Seeger and his uh, Suck It to Me Santa. Bob Seeger and the Last Herd. And this uh, uh, inspired by, of course, James Brown's classic, Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. And, you know, I just thought we'd do something a little bit differently. It's Christmas Eve. It's Las Vegas. And we do everything differently than the rest of the country. So how are you doing there? Is Film Festival Radio Show, our Christmas Eve show. Hope you're doing good. I hope you're having a good time while you're visiting friends and family here in Vegas. Or maybe you're just hanging out because it's Christmas Eve. Well, we want you to hang out with us at least for the next 54, 55 minutes because we got a really cool show for you. We've got two guests and they're both authors. Our first guest has a brand new book. She is a talented uh, artist as far as producing films and books and television shows and she's also a very talented photographer. And so she's going to tell us about her brand new book of poetry. And we also have New York Times bestselling author Richard Paul Evans. And he will be telling us about his latest book titled A Christmas Memory. Richard just had a hit film last month on Netflix that was the number one rated uh, film during the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, it was from his book, which is also has a Christmas theme, theme as well. So he's going to recognize it up once again, I'm sure, with this latest. So listen, we are not finished because we're going to have our friend Chris Woolsey. And he is, of course, is from Crackle and from Redbox telling us some really nice film titles that we can, that he suggests that we can watch during the holiday season, as well as New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and throughout the whole rest of the year that we have left. So Chris... Carolyn and Richard are our three guests, and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will have our first guest. So stay tuned. You're listening to Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, and we'll be right back. This is Drew and Jonathan Scott, the Property Brothers, and you are listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Okay, everybody, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show. This is our Christmas Eve 2022 edition. And I hope that you are taking a break from all of the holiday hoopla. You've only got a few more hours before you know who makes his grand interest. Yeah, we're talking about the Santa Claus. I'll be dropping by your house, hopefully, this time tomorrow or before. Well, before we get to Santa and do anything else, we need to get to our next guest here. My next guest is an Emmy-nominated and NAACP Image Award-winning producer, writer, and photographer. Her name is Carolyn McDonald, and she has just completed a new ebook of poems, beautiful poetry, 
The title of the book is Light Needs Night. And as I said, it's a collection of poems that also includes some of her original photographs from her limited edition other ebook title, Time Plus Tide. And again, that book is a beautiful collection of original photographs. Now, what makes her current new book of poetry, Light Needs Night, even more innovative is the unique approach that Carolyn used in creating this body of work. The points were written by the lead character in her upcoming romantic dramedy film titled Everglow. Now, this upcoming new movie that she's she's already done the script uh, is loosely based on her own personal experience. Uh, it has sonnets and, and, you know, the film chronicles a very passionate, emotional journey that the lead character takes, going from heartbreak to healing and ultimately to rediscovery of her voice. And to further speak of voice, we have the voice of writer, producer, director, and photographer, Carolyn McDonald, on board right now to tell us even more about her latest ebook of poetry, Light Needs Night. So let's bring her on right now. We are back from our quick break here, and we have our next guest waiting on hold online here with us. I told you a lot about her during the introduction, and now we have her right here. So let's get her off of hold and bring her on board. Uh, she's an Emmy-nominated and NAACP Image Award-winning producer, writer, and photographer. Her name is Carolyn McDonald, and Carolyn has just completed a brand new ebook that I really think is good because we're at Christmas Eve, and I think this book is good really any time of the year, but because we're at Christmas Eve, and this is a good time to just kind of wind down from all the shopping and hoopla and Black Friday and cooking, and just, you know, maybe you want to relax and just read a beautiful book of poetry. So Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us on Film Festival Radio. Oh, Janice, thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate talking with you and uh, sharing what I'm doing. How you doing? I'm very good. As I said, it's Christmas Eve, so have uh, has Santa <laughs> arrived at your place yet? Well, I think he already has with this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a gift, you know. Yeah, just that keeps on giving. Right, you got to condemn on gifts that keep on giving. Well, we've been discussing the book here for the past few seconds. So tell us about this new ebook. The title is Light Needs Night. And I love that title, Light Needs Night. And it's a collection of 30 beautiful poems with accompanying original photographs from your own photography collection. So tell us all about this book. Okay, so, so Light Needs Night, um, two parts of it. Okay. So the poems are conceived and written, quote-unquote, by the lead character in my upcoming film, a script I wrote called Everglow, and it's a romantic dramedy about a woman who break, her boyfriend breaks up with her suddenly, and she's a poet, and these poems really symbolize her emotional journey during the course of the film, and I wrote the script and, and wrote some of the poems within the scenes of, of, of the story. And the book she writes within the film is called Light Needs Night, and it's a metaphor for, you know, light needing to have darkness to shine, and, and her poems in the film are revealed during the course of the story. 
So flash forward to, and I finished the script, you know, late 2021, just in time to not shoot it during COVID. Um, and so 30 days of June, um, I listened to this really cool guy. Some people probably know who he is, David Doggins, who is just, you know, mega man. And he's just so inspiring, his life, what he's gone through. And he's just a, you know, marathon, ultra-marathon runner and former Marine SEAL. And uh, just a really amazing person I followed. And he has this thing called 30-Day Challenge to get out of your comfort zone and do something that you, you know, think you can't do, but push yourself to do it. And so I said, oh, okay, June, I'm going to write 30 poems in 30 days. And I recited them on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I didn't start it with no poems, you know. And I wrote a poem a day and recited it every day. And to define what it was, I said, okay, if I'm going to commit to this for 30 days, I need to do something like tell a story. So I said, voila, let me write these, quote unquote, as Tammy and explore her emotional journey during this script in 30 days. And so that's what I did. I went back to the story of the film and looked at her emotional journey from being this bohemian poet who is afraid to perform in public and the sky falls in love, it falls apart, and she's writing all through that passion, then all through that pain, and then all through her feelings. So that's the story of the poems of uh, Light Moves Night. And so uh, how did the photo- photography, your photographs, how did that blend in? Did you already have some of these photographs done? Uh, and what inspired you to meld the two together? Oh, cool. Great question. Um, well, when I was in the middle of the 30 days, because like I said, I started with nothing, I was trying to find titles for the poems. And I shot um, uh, these images on the beach um, that I called Time and Tide as Revealed by Light, which are just a collection of, I mean, first of all, I've been a photographer since I was seven years old. I had an ongoing um, collection called Nouns in the Road. I've been shooting for God as long as I have been shooting, and I've had exhibits in Nashville and Charlotte and L.A. And um, so I captured these images on the beach in the winter of 2020, and uh, they're just these abstract images that were formed in the sand and, you know, defined by the light and just amazing, amazing pieces that, I captured, you know, over a matter of a few days and, um, again, told the story, visual story with them. So flash forward to needing poems and poetry titles for um, Light Made Night, I went to some of the titles that um, I'd written, um, I mean, that I had called the images, and they fit in places, ironically, you know, it's like... uh, Kitty Moved On and Twin Flame Blues and Rock Feather, Rock, rock Wind Feather. <laughs> and uh, so that's when I was uh, decided that I, you know, was going to create a book because I didn't really decide to create a book until after the fact. I didn't even see it, but, you know, until after I said, wow, I've got 30 poems now. What do I do with them? Um, and said, let's make a book, you know, and I said, okay, let's marry the po- the photos with the poems and create an art um, piece of the book of poems and, and include the photographs in there. Well, now, after you did the, the 
the ebook of the poems and the photographs. Did it cause you? And once again, we want, we're going to tell everybody how they can purchase this book. Again, I think this is fantastic, not only for the holiday season, but going into the new year, everybody, of course, wants to reflect and like, okay, it's a new year. Uh, I think you'll be very inspired by the photographs and the poetry. And it just kind of gives you a cleansing, refreshing feeling for a brand new year. And I, I highly suggest that we go. I've already purchased mine, of course, because I'm ahead of the game well, like that. Well. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thank you, Janice. And I feel the same way because, um, as I said, there, um, the images are um, nature. You know, it's, it's their images formed on the beach by um, water in the sand, and it's interesting because different people see different things in the images, you know. Yes. Um, I've gotten so many amazing responses about, oh, what's this? Or this looks like a bird, this looks like a tree, this looks like a bunny, this looks like, you know, different things. And so they really are conversation pieces as well, you know. And as far as the poems, you know, um, poetry is always soothing. I mean, that's, the, you know, an art form that it, it's really from your soul, you know, and to sit with poetry um, during this such a tumultuous time in our our history is just so. I think it's so healing, you know, these days. I mean, you look at you know Amanda Gorman performing at the inauguration, and, and from there hearing the story of how she sees the world and interprets the world in such an amazing way, and. And that's what all of us can do. Is to, to, I really enjoyed writing poetry. I started when I was a kid, you know, writing poetry and, and to committing to, to do 30 days. And then I, I there's some bonus poems in the book um, that I added later on. It, w it was very healing for me, you know, very, very healing and grounding, you know, for me as well. Well, Dell, as I mentioned earlier, you have, uh, you know, your award-winning writer, producer, photographer. So to give us just a, a thumbnail, you have such a long, impressive list of accomplishments in the entertainment industry. Give us some of, just some highlights of some of the work you've done. Oh, wow. Well, um, I went to film school at NYU and uh, left, got out of film school and went to work at Warner Brothers in marketing and publicity, advertising and publicity. And I worked on films like Blade Runner and Ferris the Fire and Road Warrior and uh, went on to be a creative executive um, at a company called Cinecom where, you know, it's like reading scripts and working with writers and, you know, getting material in. And um, flash forward, I, you know, I was when I was in New York, I um, moved to L.A. and I started working with Danny Glover um, and I ran Danny Glover's Cherry Productions for, uh, wow, almost 10 years. And I, as you said, produced. Um, films for TNT and HBO, America's Dream with Wesley Snipes and Jasmine Guy, and Bill Duke directed an episode of that, or, you know, one of the short stories, made up of short stories by Maya Angelou, John Henry Clark, and um, Richard Wright. Um, that was a really special, beautiful piece. And um, then Buffalo Soldiers, which is still my favorite film that I produced, is the Western um, about the Buffalo Soldiers, the um, first black cavalry. Um, in the American West, and our story is laced also with Native American culture. You know, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful film. You can find it, Shameless Bug, <laughs> on Amazon because it's, it's just a, a beautiful film. And, and still remains timely. Ironically, it's the 25th anniversary um, of Buffalo Soldiers this year. So um, that film is, is just so dear to me. 
then I'm um, executive for film for CNC called Freedom Song, which is about um, a fictionalization, or novelization, I can say, not a fictionalization, of um, Macomb, Mississippi and Freedom Summer, you know, um, and the voter, you know, registration um, during the Civil Rights Movement, um, 1964. So that was written and directed by Phil Alden Robinson, who uh, is most known, I think, for Fields of Dreams. Um, but uh, those are, you know, in short, the projects I've worked on as a producer. And uh, being now, I giving myself now permission to be an artist myself has is, is been so um, liberating. You know, having been a quote-unquote student or, you know, uh, working in the film industry as a business person, to be an artist is just so um, rewarding for me. Is it as, as challenging as being, uh, you know, in previous roles that you've had or what? It's a different kind of challenge. It's, it's, it's a different fight. Everything is a fight, you know. It's like um, I've been in the last couple of years, you know, even though, I'm, you know, as I said, I have this script Everglow and, and I've also directed, you know, shorts when I was in Nashville and music videos and things. And now to be my first feature, I directed a short uh Wow, years ago uh, with Elle Fanning and Danny Glover called PNOK, also Tina Lippard and Robert Richard, um, uh, Irma P. Hall, I'll say in the film. And uh, I love doing that in that process because, you know, I went to film school for it. Um, but um, I, I didn't, I didn't want to come to it. It's interesting as you know, because everybody wants to direct, everybody wants to direct, and when you say that, people kind of glaze over their older eyes, and they just say, oh, God, here's another one. And so I shied away from it, kind of in a reverse thing, oh, everybody thinks what everybody else thinks, everybody else thinks. And then I, I, I really had to get quiet during the process of the photography to look at who I am as a visual storyteller. I started shooting still photographs, visually telling stories when I was seven, and, you know, started writing and continued to write. So I had to reel myself in to say, look, this is your journey. You don't think about what somebody else thinks you should be doing or what you think you could should be to other people. And I just came back full circle to visual storytelling and now telling stories with film, you know, um, in addition to still photography. Well, now, once uh, your film, uh, Everglow, once it gets into production, uh, do you see yourself, well, I should say Tammy, the lead character, do you see Tammy sitting in a scene uh, reading some poems or either out loud to herself or to her love interest uh, from your new book or what? Oh, that's interesting. Great. Thank you so much for that question because um, this first act of the film, you know, Rift of the film is um, her trying to get over her fear of reading in public, which is uh-huh. something I've had issue with. Um, and so her, you know, the first poem she reads in public is the first poem of the book. Um, and it's her journey of getting over her fears in many, many ways, you know, and in, in her own childhood traumas of feeling that um, as well. So, so yes, yeah. Well, 
I got a couple of last questions here. Uh, is it, we've been saying uh, the book has so many beautiful photographs as well as poems. Some of those photographs, you know, when you and I have talked about these pictures before, and some of those pictures, you know, it, again, as you said earlier, it depends on one's interpretation. But there are some of the pictures to me, it looks like, you know, the, there are characters dancing with long gowns or dresses on. But again, it depends on how you see it. And that's what I love about it. It has your own a person's interpretation of each uh, photograph. Yeah. Really yeah, does. I, I, I thank you. I, and I agree. And it's, it's in, you know, the, the composition of, of any photographer will tell you. And that's what makes each photographer different. And every visual artist different. It's, it's composition of how you frame things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, everyone's framing is their signature of how you, how you see the world, how you see an image or a situation or a person. Um, is your signature, and um, in this case with um, Time and Tide and these, um, you know, formations on the beach, it, as I was shooting them, I, I I was framing them, but seeing so many different things myself, you know, but also, it may sound weird or rude, but I just felt them kind of tell me who they were or what they are, you know, um, in composition, and but even within people being able to interpret different things, I was seeing different things, you know, that, that came to me. It's like, oh, this is, like, there's one, one my favorite, I think, in the collection is called Kitty Moves On. And I don't know if anybody else sees it, but I see a bunny, a woman, you know, silhouette in the far right frame of, of the shot. Um, and it's like she's moving on, you know, mm -hmm. it's like she's put her past behind her and she's letting go of her ghost and all that stuff, and but I don't know if anybody else sees that. <laughs> somebody we'll else see. Makes these squiggly lines. <laughs> somebody else makes these squiggly lines and go, well, I don't see nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll, we shall see as people purchase the book and they can email you and uh, say, well, my interpretation on page such and such is this. Right. Yeah, totally, totally, exactly. So how can people purchase Light Needs uh, Night, L-N-N for short? How can they purchase it? <laughs> and how can they stay in touch with you? Well, the, the one Instagram. If you go to my Instagram, I am created by Carolyn okay. at created by Carolyn, and on my um, in my profile there in my bio is a link, my link tree. It will take you right to the to the book link, you know, so you can purchase it right there directly. And it's kind of an indie, you know, directly, you know, to me. Now you can do so many things these days, and I love it as an indie artist that we can go directly to our viewers and readers. So, uh, yeah, my Instagram is, is the best okay. way to get that book. And uh, even there's a link there to um, look at the photographs, the Time and Tide photographs that inspired some of the titles. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing so many behind the scenes uh, stories and tidbits and notes. I love being nosy to find out the making of everything. <laughs> I know, I know. I just love yeah, it. Yeah, but just follow me. Just follow me on this journey. I just ask you for this. It's, I promise you it's going to be a mag magical journey. Oh, I, I can tell. Um, and and, and uh, hopefully very entertaining and, and enriching along the way. Absolutely. Well, again, I'm still old school. I say Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas Merry Eve Christmas to you. <laughs> to you. Merry Christmas Eve. 
And uh, we will continue to follow you in the journey of uh, Everglow when it becomes a big girl. Right now it's a little baby, but it's going to become a big girl real soon. (laughs) So thank you again, and Happy New Year to you as well. Happy New Year to you, Janice, and thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Okay, absolutely. So we'll hope to talk to you again next year. What an absolutely beautiful classic song by the late, great Nat King Cole, of course. And that brings me to our final guest for our Christmas Eve show here on Film Festival Radio Show. Well, we're talking about to speak to Richard Paul Evans, and he is a New York Times bestselling author. He's been on the prestigious New York Times bestseller list more than one time. I think he's been on at least four or five times, so many books that he's sold that have been big sellers around the world. The New York Times often calls him the King of Christmas because several of his books that have been bestsellers have uh, a Christmas theme as the backdrop. So he has a brand new book that is out. It just uh, was released earlier this month. It's titled A Christmas Memory. And it seems that Christmas has arrived a little bit early for Richard because one of his novels turned movie, The Noel Diary, starring Justin Hartley, was the number one movie on Netflix last month during the Thanksgiving weekend. And now, less than a month later, he has a brand new holiday-themed released book. Again, the title is A Christmas Memory, and it's already a major hit. So I had the opportunity to talk with him uh, earlier this week about his new book, A Christmas Memory, and other Christmas-related topics. So let's roll it with my recent interview with, they call him the King of Christmas, Richard Paul Evans. So let's roll it right now. Janice, please go ahead. Well, good afternoon, Richard. Hi, Janice. How are you? I am excellent. I am so delighted and honored to speak with you. Uh, I just love talking with authors, and you are you are the the author's author here. Um, just you just seem to have found a permanent home on the New York Times bestseller list with all of your hit books, and now you have a brand new one, The Christmas Memory. So tell us, what is The Christmas Memory all about? A Christmas Memory is a story of a, of a young boy who, in a very difficult time in his life, is, is um, befriended by an older black man who lives next door. And as this, as this little boy's family disintegrates, um, this man gives him wisdom and protection. And it's, it's a story of compassion and friendship. And uh, but it's also it's also my story. It's a true story. Uh, mostly it's, it's, it is a novel, but... Um, it, 
It takes place in 1967 when my family suffered a great loss. My dad lost his job. We moved from California into an abandoned home in Utah. It was not completely abandoned. It was filled with rats. And it was a rough neighborhood. I was beaten up and bullied a lot. And um, and so it was in this darkness. My, my mother was struggling with depression. My dad was just gone. And um, this old man who became my friend. And so I, I, I think it's a, it's, I think it's one of my favorite stories I've written, but it's the most uh, autobiographical of all my stories by far. It's a very touching storyline as well. And it's also a wonderful storyline to show and display in this, this era that we're in in society with, you know, all kinds of racial issues and such. And it's such, and, and then to have it released, of course, during the Christmas holiday season. It's wonderful. So congratulations on the release of A Christmas Memory. Okay. Thank you. Well, now, having said that, I want to also congratulate you on the success Last month, your book, well, the movie, The Noel Diary on Netflix, based upon your book uh, of the same name, number one on Netflix during the Thanksgiving weekend, starring Justin Hartley. It just seems like Santa has delivered gifts to you earlier than he did the rest of us here. The Netflix movie and now (laughs) this book. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that. That was something I don't think anyone fully expected how big the movie would be. It was so fun to go. I got a text early in the morning said, "Hey, your book's number one on your movie's number one on Netflix." And sure enough, it was right there, and, and then it was number one, number one worldwide. And it, it was just, I said, "Wow, that's huge!" It was it was in the top ten in ninety of ninety three countries. Oh my goodness! Which considered it's it's a Christmas themed movie is pretty darn good. A lot of those countries don't even have Christmas. And um, it's just been a lot of fun. Justin Hartley was is a wonderful actor. If you haven't seen the movie, you definitely want to see it. It's my first feature film. I've had seven television movies, but this is my first feature film, and it's been an absolute joy. And um, now my new book, A Christmas Memory, I'm talking to producers about a movie for it as well. Well, that was my next question, and you beat me to that one. But so that's wonderful to hear. Uh, will that well? Do you know yet? Will it be Netflix or some other network? Or do you know now? Oh, well, way too early. Way okay. too early for that. In fact, I, I pushed them off. When they first came and said, we want to, we want to take this, I, I said, look, it's, um, I want to wait to see what the book does. Because the book feels like my first book. The first book I wrote was called The Christmas Box. It sold 8 million copies. Um, one of the biggest books of the century. And this one felt like it. It, it. it was the first time I wrote a book that actually felt that I liked as much as the Christmas box, if not more. And so this is one of my favorite books ever. It's I, I have trouble reading it without getting choked up. It's um, I think the message is perfect for today. And so um, I, I told them, let's wait till after Christmas, then we'll talk movies. Well, now, whenever your books uh, have been uh, turned into films and television movies and such, how hands-on are you with the making of these movies and films? I have, I have hardly any, actually. That's the reality of it. One of my books was turned into a TV movie, and I won't say which one, but I never even watched it. The, the producer called me and said, they slaughtered your book. They, they, and um, it was interesting because it was the only one of my movies that did do well. Usually my movies are the top three of the year. And this one did do well, but he just said, they slaughtered it. You won't even recognize it. And I, um, 
I didn't, I didn't watch it. You know, I just, it was disappointed. This, this Netflix movie, Noel Dyer is a complete opposite. It's been nothing but a joy. They've been very respectful of the, of the book. The screenwriter reached out to me even before the, the script was approved. And they've been wonderful. Charles Shire is such a great director. He's so talented. And you might know him from Father of the Bride and yes. Private Benjamin and Irreconcilable Differences. He's he's just a very good director who captures um, human emotion very well. And who doesn't love Justin Hartley? He, he's probably the most handsome man in America. Uh, he's Kevin on This Is Us. And um, he just nailed it. He just knocked it out of the park. What time of year do you normally start writing your books that have the Christmas backdrop, starting with a Christmas memory? Well, uh, when I started this one, it was last December, actually. Oh. So it's, it's nice to work during Christmas. But last year was very, it was a strange year. Uh, this time last year, I was very, very sick. I, I had come down with pneumonia and I was getting worse every week. And then when I thought I couldn't get worse, I caught COVID. Oh, wow. A close friend of mine had just passed had just passed away from that, so I knew it was life threatening. Um, I wasn't sure if I should be hospitalized. My wife, you know, we talked to the doctor every day, and um, and then in the midst of this, when the last thing I'm thinking about is books, I'm thinking about survival. This book starts coming to me, and I got a notepad and just start scribbling down these notes. And I don't know if I was trying to just capture parts of my life. Um, you know, before it was over, that I wanted things that there were th still things I wanted to share. Um, but I thought it's probably not going to be that good, right? Because we get, you know, the COVID fog they talk about. And then uh, several months later, when I started to recover, I, I picked up the notebook and started reading what I had written. And I thought, this is the best thing I've ever written. It is so, it is so real and so true. And so, since your books are, are based, uh, you know, so many of the hit ones, I should say, are based upon uh, the Christmas holiday season, what is it like around your household on Christmas Eve? I mean, do you, is it very, very traditional or, or what? Well, my wife is incredibly OCD, so she doesn't like decorations very much. She's, she's been very tolerant to, like, um, put a few out. So I'm the opposite. I would like fill the home with decorations if I could. Um, I am, as the New York Times said, the king of Christmas fiction. So she recognizes that we need to do that. But um, other than that, it's, it's, it's actually been changing. Um, years For years, I traveled. I would be on book tour until just before Christmas. And like the Christmas box, my first book, I, I went to more than 20 cities. So I was just, there was a whirlwind doing media and TV and just all around the world. But that's been changing and then COVID has changed things a lot. So, um, you know, I've been home quite a bit. I've actually been home. Well, I, 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 not totally. My daughter graduated from Texas Christian university, um, as a doctor, uh, a few days ago. So we just got back from Dallas, but outside of that, we've been, I've been home for the last few weeks and I'm just looking forward. I, we have a charity. We help abused and neglected children. And this time of the year we provide Christmas for about 2,500 abused children. So um, very busy with that. That's what I'll be going this afternoon, um, and just love doing that. It's kind of a it's it's a thrill that that um, we're able to make a difference. Now that charity is that that's the one, the Christmas Box International. Yes, okay. it is, okay. and it's absolutely wonderful. And you, you can go, you can look it up. If you, in fact, if you want to see any of the things I'm doing, you can go to my webpage at richardpaulevans.com. 
Um, you can also order, order the book. I just heard from Amazon that they will still, you can still order this book, um, A Christmas Memory, and we'll get it here before Christmas. So um, they were saying that they were backed up two months on it. Uh, the sales have been huge. and uh, But they just announced this morning that you could get the book. So it's kind of exciting. You know, Richard, I think you are Santa's pick favorite child. I really believe that because just <laughs> <laughs> all of these gifts, <laughs> even with Amazon. And finally, what has been your most memorable Christmas gift, whether it was a good gift, a weird gift, a wonderful, just most memorable gift? Oh, wow. Um, that, I've never thought of that. Um, you know, I think more of seasons and what are the most powerful seasons. I mean, in fact, probably the best. One of the best Christmases we had, we had just moved to Italy and we didn't get any presents. And uh, we got one present, we got a DVD player that would play Italian DVD. <laughs> and it was just a time of being together and eating food and, and you know, being with friends. And uh, that may have been my best Christmas. So, um, you know, the greatest gifts, are, you know, I'm a Christian, it's what, it's what Jesus gave. And outside of that, it's um, the rest of the stuff is just family and being together. Yeah, the true meaning of the, the real holiday season. I'm going to close it out with this. This is one of my pet peeves. And I understand it just bothers me when people say, happy holidays, happy holidays. I still like to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> Does that bother you the way it bothers me? I love Merry Christmas. What's wrong with saying that? Uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong. I, you know, people are saying trying to be inclusive. I you know, there's too many important and hard, hard things and important things in life to get to worry too much about. <laughs> I just, you know, I love Christmas. It's a joy. And I think, you know, I, I mean, my friends are all over in terms of what they believe and, and you know, their spectrum. It's like, you know, my, my agent is Jewish. She spends Christmas with us. And, it's, um, you know, it's just a time of love and should be. And so, you know, I want you want to I want to respect everyone, but also also I don't get too caught up in that small things. Yeah, I got to stop doing that. But I still say it anyway, too. <laughs> I, I use both. But anyway, Richard Paul, I, thank you so yeah. much. Hello. For your I, guys, I, just, I, just, I love Christmas. Mm -hmm. and thanks, for, thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the book, again, is A Christmas Memory and possibly uh, will become a film maybe this time next year. So we will stay tuned to see. And so I'm going to sign off by saying Richard Paul Evans, Merry Christmas. How about that? And Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. Thank you very much. All right. Take care and talk to you next year. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody, it's that time of show again instead of time of day. I call it time of show because we have our new friend and we are so 
Glad to have him on board. Chris Woolsey, and he is with Red Bucks. We enjoyed chatting with him last week because he's a part of the Crackle Red uh, Box Chicken Suit for the Soul uh, family here. And so Chris is here to tell us more about what is going on as far as movies and holiday films with Red Box. Chris, how's everything going? Now that I hear your voice, everything is fabulous. My holidays are finally complete. Oh, wow. I'll tell Santa to come by your house twice then. How about that? <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on again. This is ridiculously exciting. It is. It's a lot of fun to be able to chat with, uh, you know, somebody, you know, face to face, well, voice to voice here, I should say. And, uh, you know, you told me. I hope I got my numbers right. How, about how many red box uh, boxes, I should say, that are in circulation now around the country? I want to say there's a, there's about 35,000 kiosks around the country. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, pretty much any grocery store, yeah. uh, convenience store, uh, pharmacy that you go into, there is a red box kiosk in the, uh, in the lobby, and it's just chuck full of uh, low-price entertainment for the whole family. Usually some of the biggest names um, in you know the entertainment industry. Right now we obviously have uh, Top Gun Maverick is one of our um, big uh, names, and, and uh, it's just flying out of the boxes as fast as we can fill them. Oh, I need to. I have not seen that one. I oh, see. Oh my gosh! Everybody it's I know, but me. So good, I can't even tell you. I I could not believe that they would be able to make the film and do justice to the franchise. And I, I tell people, not only was it better than I thought it was going to be, it's better than I thought it could be. It's just, it's so great. Man, who would have thought Tom Cruise? What's up with these guys named Tom? Tom Brady, Tom Cruise. The older they get, the better they get. I don't know what that's Tom about. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, I, I, think yes. you're, I think you're onto something there. <laughs> yes. We need to look into this. We need to look into that. We need to look into that. Maybe we need to do a movie about it. How about that? There you go. <laughs> Let me tell you a quick fun uh, a red box story. Uh, when I was living in Nashville, uh, people know I lived there for a long time. Enjoyed it a lot, and it's it gets, a great city. It's a great city, and it gets cold in Nashville. Uh -huh. I mean, get down funky cold. It really gets cold. And yeah. I this was coming up to I think it was the Christmas Eve Eve and I had to go get a, a red box movie I returned it actually for a neighbor elderly lady who couldn't get out in that cold and the gentleman right behind me it was so sweet it was a line it was a line that day yep. and sure. this gentleman was on his phone and it was cold and I, I was you know I was you know ear hustling yes I was being nosy sure. like I am <laughs> and so I overheard him tell the person on the phone how he said I'm gladly standing in line here at Redbox because my kids want this movie I forgot the name of the movie he said yes yeah, cold he said but it's my kids it's, it's Christmas I, I, I gotta get the movie I just thought that was so sweet isn't that lovely? Yeah. I love hearing things like that. Yeah, it's it's really nice. And the, the thing that's so great about Redbox is it, it makes uh, entertainment accessible sometimes to people who are, you know, looking for ways to stretch their budget, ways to, you know, be a little more uh, savvy with uh, as a consumer and, and you know, make, make ends meet. And they can go see Top Gun Maverick in yeah. the comfort of their own home 
for just a few dollars as opposed to having to go take the, the whole family to the movie theater and spend, you know, 60, 80, a hundred dollars once you get popcorn and drinks. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great service. And, um, in, in December we have tons. So what people maybe don't realize is that not only can you go and rent discs at the kiosks, but they also, uh, we also have an online streaming service where all the titles are free. Um, and that's kind of another cool way that Redbox is helping people stretch their entertainment budget. So um, if you go to redbox.com, there's a whole section there with thousands and thousands of uh, movies and uh, TV series, all kinds of great stuff on there. And in December, we, of course, have a whole gigantic slew of holiday hits for the whole family. That is awesome. So you can just go to redbox.com and you get can go busy. redbox.com or you can download the Redbox app, okay. which is even better uh-huh. uh, on your connected TV, on your tablet, on your iPhone. Um, so, yeah, there's a myriad ways uh, to be able to access the free content on Redbox. You cannot get any more convenient than that. You really can't. And I see some the gentleman standing in line in the cold. I'm sure that he is now taking <laughs> advantage of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, without a doubt. So, um, yeah, so this this uh, this month we have tons of great holiday hits. Um, one of mine uh, is is one of my new favorites. So, I, I I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you. I am a total animated nerd i love anything animated i will watch it i love all the disney movies i love all the pixar movies i love uh, all the classics from the uh, 80s and 90s i've got posters of cartoons all over my office walls but there is a, a new um holiday classic called elliot the littlest reindeer and it is phenomenal um it's great for the whole family I, I really think it's going to become a new animated classic. Um, it's got a star-studded cast. Um, the, the characters are voiced by people like uh, Marina Bakarin, who is, uh, of course, from Homeland, Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games. Uh, it even has comedy legends Martin Short and John Cleese. And it is the cutest movie. It's about a miniature horse that finds out that there's an open slot on the reindeer squad for Santa's sleigh. And he decides that he's going to fill that slot, even though he's a horse and not a reindeer. <laughs> Go get that job. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So it's a, oh, a great lesson in perseverance and um, just really well written. And obviously um, tons of stars in this one. And, you, you know, all those voices you're like, <gasps> I mean, John Cleese, just oh, you yes. know, comedy legend has just uh just such a recognizable voice and uh, Martin Short, who's uh, been touring like crazy with Steve Martin. Um, but yeah, it is a, a spectacular animated film. And I think, uh, I think the whole family is really going to love it. I mean, how can you not love those characters and those voices? Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, okay, Chris, here we are, you know, it's Christmas Eve and such. And the red box, as you said, thousands of titles, what would you recommend from your personal collection Christmas Eve? What, what would you recommend? Um, well, obviously, I'm a big fan of Elliot, but I am also, um, you know, there is, there's a great one on there uh, called Holiday Romance. 
And this uh, is kind of special this holiday because it stars Naomi Judd, who unfortunately we lost this year. Um, And uh, it's a a great um, romantic holiday film. And it was just kind of Naomi Judd at, at... at her finest and what she was so great at doing the second she steps on the screen, she just electrifies the entire movie. She does such a wonderful job. I, I, I just watched it recently and <clears throat> I gotta be honest, I got a little emotional just because I, mm-hmm. I know she's gone and she was just such a spectacular performer and just a, such a spectacular person. Um, and I had never heard of this movie before. And so it was neat to be able to watch something uh, with her, she uh, stars in the movie with Andy Griffith um, and uh, Allison Pill, from, uh, who is one of the leads on Star Trek Picard, the new series that's out. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful, romantic uh, holiday movie, and she just, like I said, she just lights up the screen. Um, and so I think that would be a really good one for the whole family to gather around um, and watch. Uh, you know, we, we've obviously lost Andy Griffith as well, so oh, there's yes. uh, a couple of legendary names in this film that um, that are no longer with us. So, yeah, I think Holiday Romance uh, for free on Redbox streaming uh, would be great for uh, for Christmas Eve. And hopefully for those of people out there who've got a huge, maybe 150-inch screen television from Santa, that will make your viewing <laughs> even more awesome with the sound bar and the everything. And maybe, For sure. Gosh, yes. Well, I'm not one of those people. I, I just got a little 50-inch one, but I, I'll take what I can get here. I remember when my uh, best friend got a 50-inch TV, and I was like, who would possibly need a TV that big? That's the craziest thing in the world. And he, here I am with a 60-inch on the uh, strap to the wall. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's us. People like us, we need all of that, So, and we're getting it, you know. But anyway, Chris, last question here. Have you done all of your holiday shopping? I mean, are, are you done? I know it's Christmas Eve, so I hope Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie to you. I'm literally, while I was talking to you, I was clicking through on a site that I'm getting my last gift for my wife. Oh. Um, you know, you always stumble on that one thing, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I know I've got everything else done, but this is so cute. I've got to get this. So, um, yeah, so I'm making my last purchase now, but I actually, every year I make my wife's big gift for her. So I make her a scrapbook from the previous year with all of the the highlights with the kids and and everything we've done over the year. And that takes like two weeks to put together. I don't know if you've ever done scrapbooking, but it's not a small operation. So, (laughs) wow, Chris, what a, that is so meaningful. That is so Well, amazing. she deserves it. She deserves nothing but the best, but it it is a, a bit of an undertaking. But um yeah, I think I'm gonna be just about done, so I'm I'm probably gonna join your listeners and watch some free movies on Redbox over the next uh, few days. So um and there's a ton of other things on there. There's um Santa's Castle, which is mm-hmm. uh, a really fun family film based on the stories of L. Frank Baum, who's the guy who wrote the Wizard of Oz series. So they've taken a bunch of uh, stories from other series and they've put them together into uh, this really interesting, creative uh, film called Santa's Castle. Um, if you're looking for more like the um, uh, rom-com kind of stuff, we have Christmas with a Prince um, with Caitlin Lieb. 
who's in the new Colin Farrell remake of the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic Total Recall. Oh, and yes. um, yeah, that one is uh, really cute if you like Hallmark type movies. Um, and then we have A Very Country Christmas, which is also uh, similar. It's is based on a Harlequin romance novel. And it's about two girls who meet on an airplane and they're both flying to this small country town where they're going to meet family that they've never met before and they decide to switch positions so there's one girl who is super wealthy and has come from this like very cloistered environment and then there's another one who is very poor and has never really had much uh in terms of material possessions and they decide they would like to experience the other's lives and um so that's a great one too a very country christmas that's kind of sort of a little bit like the old uh, trading, uh, what's it called? Trading Places movie? Eddie yeah, Murphy. Trading Places, which is the, the Eddie Murphy classic. That's yes. a great one. Or, or mm-hmm. kind of like Freaky Friday yes. with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Yeah, I love Jamie totally. Lee. Yeah, but they just put a different spin on it, but it's still same premise there. But these are all really good. I might just, I'm gonna, I've been jotting down all of these different names here. And I just think that I will take a, a sabbatical from watching so much sports and just, just kind of take your advice and go to redbox.com and just take a look at the, the just long list of menu, I call them menus of films and television uh, shows that are available. And I think people out there who are listening should do the same. So Chris, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all of that. I don't, I can't remember all of the proper greetings. I just say all of that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all of that. Yep. And the same to you. Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope you have the best season, and I look forward to coming back very soon and telling you about all the exciting titles that we have for Crackle Chicken Soup for the Soul and Red Box in January. Absolutely. We got a big new year coming, and we're going to all need motivating to, you know, as we lie to ourselves about the uh, New Year's resolutions. And so we need some films to help us <laughs> get well, you know that. what? My, my big New Year's resolution this year was to lose weight and to stop procrastinating so i joined a gym the first day and then i canceled it on the second day (laughs) (laughs) wow at least you knew what you did not want to do at least you got that much (laughs) well we're going to see you after uh you know all of the hoopla is over and uh, we'll talk to you again next week on another edition of was crack was popping i should say was popping at crackle red box and chicken soup for the soul and we will see you next week i will count the days can't wait all right thank you then bye-bye all right bye-bye All right. Thank you once again, Chris, for giving us uh, some suggestions and tips on what to uh, look out for to watch on Redbox and Crackle during the holiday uh, week and the next week as well. We are so out of time. Thank you to all of our guests for being on this Christmas Eve edition of Film Festival Radio Show. And of course, thank all of you listeners out there. Merry Christmas, everyone. Stay safe and stay happy. And we'll see you next Saturday on another edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio. With your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Mm-hmm.